What's going on? New Cyclone Fanatic podcast here, uh, recording uh, later in the evening on Monday, March 23rd. This will not be a time-specific uh, podcast, though. It's a little special edition. We're going to do a three-part series called State of the Nation, and it's presented by our friends at A-Plus Lawn and Landscape. A-Plus Lawn and Landscape, the um, my provider, they come and do my chemicals for me on the yard. I've, had, I've hired these guys for almost 10 straight years now. The best part uh, is their sharpen lube program where they well, you, it's pretty easy you set you set it on your schedule you put your mower out front like it, you know like right out by your front door or something like that and the guy will come and show up and change your blades and change your oil for you you don't have to do anything just write him a check at the end of the month bada bing bada boom the sharpen lube program it's a heavily endorsed one by myself. And I know Brent Bloom, who joins me for tonight's podcast, and we are practicing social distancing. Indeed. Here in the home office of CycloneFanatic.com in Bondurant. Good to see another human being other yeah. than my family. Not that You're I don't darn right. family, but it's nice to get out of the house. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I, I you, you've used A+. Plus. I, oh, it, literally, A+, plus, great. And there's a, there's <laughs> well, a reason. Well there's a reason why... You probably have the best yard in Bondurant, but I mean, mine's mine's at least an honorable mention category. I think you I did. didn't. I didn't know about the sharp and lube thing. Oh, it's great. Because I am not a handyman. I will fully admit. Yeah. Like I get made fun of when, for my la- my wife does most of our handy person projects. Yeah, it's okay. Good for her. I don't. I don't know. She's a handy gal. But the fact that I don't know what to do with a blade and let them handle it. I didn't know that. Add that to the list. It's it's not that expensive either. It's very affordable. Just kind of a nice add on for when they're already. Yeah. So actually, I got a card. They sent me a card. Please in the mail. let me know that. Uh, I'll get it. I'll get it for you. Yeah. So give them a call, and uh, we're gonna do again do, a. Three- do they service the entire metro area, right? Not just. Yeah. Oh yeah, they're all over oh, the place. Want to make sure. Yeah, they're all over the place. Anywhere around. The um, Cyclone Fanatic Podcast Network. We've tried to keep it busy with literally no sports going on. Um, if you're into the COVID nineteen deal. Um, I, I did do a podcast last week on my new feed, the Chris Williams podcast with a friend of mine, Dr. Matt Urban, who is a microbiologist. I would heavily, um, suggest anybody who's into this to go and listen to that. I thought it was really interesting. Yeah. I, I called him the, the Dr. Fauci of Cyclone <laughs> Fanatic because it was level-headed, yeah. reasonable. Yeah. And actually I learned some things that, um, were helpful, yeah, and super just kind of low key about it, which I appreciate. Good job out of Doctor Erdman, yeah, good, good guy too. I know Matt, yeah, he's awesome. a good man. Uh, so go check that out. Uh, but we're not going to do that today. The whole point of doing this is we're 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 wanting to talk Iowa State, give you guys an escape from everything yes, else please. that's going on. So the state of the nations, we're going to do football, we're going to do basketball, and then we're going to do like an overall. And I think what I'd like to do with that too, Bloom, is dive into one of my favorite topics, and that's realignment. Yeah. And looking down the pike at 2024, I think that what we're going through in our country right now mm-hmm. could heavily impact that. Mm-hmm. Great piece today out in out of Seattle. I read. I will link it tomorrow. My quarantine blog. I didn't get to update that yet today. 
um, but about how college athletics will need to use this time to reassess its business. I've talked to a couple of people in the world of college athletics who are already thinking about that. Hmm. Uh, Jamie Pollard's already been quoted. Yeah, he was on my radio show talking about that just a little bit. So I think that that might impact us in 2024 a little bit. So we'll kind of look down the road in the third installment. I wanted to wait and do basketball later this week because you never know what's going to change. Three guys leave last week. Yeah. Do they get a recruit? I don't know. I wanted to give that much as, as much time to breathe as possible before we really do a state of the program looking ahead to next year. All right. Well, and we know for a fact there will be new additions. There has to be. Like this and probably what? Four? Potentially? Four. I mean, Tyrese, the, the athletics new mock draft. Yeah. Had him at I, 11. I've seen him at like five. He's gone. I think, yeah, we agree there. And good for him. I, I, see, Absolutely. So I've had this conversation with some people who, and I don't blame you. People don't necessarily follow, and we can get into the the details in that podcast, but quickly, don't follow the mock drafts and what that means. Number one, this is a down year for the coming NBA draft, and Tyrese is in a really good spot. And actually, this whole thing probably helps him in some weird regard because they won't have this many workouts. It's all going to be best based on reputation and tape. And Tyrese's reputation is off the charts good. And his analytics are, are great. A plus. Yep. And he's not and they're gonna do a lot of video like over what the rest of us are doing, a lot of video conference interviews with these players, and he's he's gonna win every interview, right? Correct. So he's not going to hurt himself at all. They won't be able to do many individual workouts, I don't think, by the time the draft is. And so long story short, he's going to be a lottery pick, and every single lottery pick is guaranteed at least, at least, Chris. About $12 million over two years. I mean, the young man has to, has to probably take that. This isn't, this isn't a uh, Lindell, Wigginton, Taylor Horton Tucker, maybe you're in the first, maybe you're in the second round situation. He will be a top 12 pick, and then he'll make his money, and I think he'll do extremely well at the next level, and I wish him well. Uh, and I know he could gain some weight and all that stuff, but the guy has all the tools possible to be successful. I think high end for him is Golden State. Wherever they're picking. Yeah, I think he could go as high as five. Yeah, I think five to 11. Four, four, yeah, really? Maybe the end of the lottery, I guess. But I, for Golden State and the Spurs love him. Which they should. I mean, he just fits in for what the, the what NBA is going towards. And I think he'll be Isn't he, super successful. He's a pure Popovich type player. Yeah. Or He'd any, be perfect any there. These, any of these positionless systems, which it's going towards. Like it, he is a six-foot-six point guard with a wingspan of a seven-footer, which means he can guard one through three. Uh, and, and he doesn't need the ball to be effective, so he will fit right in everywhere, and I wish him well. And I, I, I don't think it's even a conversation at this point, will he be back? I yeah, think I he's just, he just yeah. count on it. And so, long story short, another big, big uh, hole to fill for Iowa State, and this is where Steve Prohm's going to make his money this next two months. Uh, real quick, um, Blue and I, when we podcast, we do have beverages, mm -hmm. and uh, we're going with the Knob Creek straight bourbon whiskey tonight. Do not operate your riding lawnmower while drinking Knob Creek whiskey. That's why you just hire our friends from A-plus Lawn and Landscape. Indeed. I have to walk six houses, oh, so I think I, can, I think I can make it. State of the nation. Go Iowa State football today. And a lot to get into. Yeah. But let me say this as a blanket statement. Um, I am immensely more confident in Iowa State football right now than I was a year ago today. Hmm. 
which I think that would cut against the grain from a lot of people. A lot of people thought that last year was a disappointing year, and it might have been. Um, but go back. I was saying eight and four. I thought that that was around where they would be. I thought it would be anywhere from seven and five to nine and three. I did not see this program getting to ten and two. Okay. They the, the middle of the roster was much better, which saved them from being five and seven. Frankly, it is my opinion. I think that they are much better off in key spots in the trenches to flex their muscles and be uh, more consistent next year and be better out of the gate. And I don't overreact to the Notre Dame game. That was men and boys. Iowa State, I think you, you put those two teams out there 10 times. I'm not sure Iowa State wins one. Hmm. And, and that's okay. I think that a lot of lessons were learned from last year, and I am very bullish on this team heading into 2020. And I think a lot of my one is your quarterback, right? Two, I believe the line will be better, even though. So this is the argument against Iowa State's ascension again, because you're replacing four starters on mm-hmm. that offensive line next year. Mm-hmm. Usually, you replace four starters on an offensive line. Oh, by the way. Two to three starters, depending on how you look at, at it, on the defensive line. We always talk about trenches. Correct. Iowa State's losing starters in both I don't positions. Like, I don't like losing Lima on the defensive line, but I think like a guy like Isaiah Lee is... Here's the difference. I'd rather have a guy who's been in the program three years popping in there okay, than jumping in than... Um, let's say a guy like Bryce Meeker, who actually turned out to have a decent year at the end of last year. He really struggled he, at the beginning, but he came yeah. back and finished strong. Who had played for four. Hmm. And because the guy who, that guy's more ready to play at that level. And I think you have across the board, even on the defensive line, I loved getting Jaquan Bailey back. Are you kidding yeah, me? Right. Um, I think there are guys who have been given time to develop instead of just being thrown out there. And I like that in the trenches. I like the D line a lot. In fact, I'm a big Ray Lima fan. Yeah. Who uh, isn't? Who I, isn't right? It? Everybody is. I, I think in this. Okay. I think he had a down year by his standards. Last I do too. I think Jamal Johnson was better. Agreed. Um, Especially when you go back and watch the tape. Yeah. I've watched all those games again. I, I I really believe that. Nothing against Ray. Okay, he was great. I mean, he was a program changer. No he, doubt. Like, he was he was one of the, if you look at the Mount Rushmore of how this thing turned around. He's up there. He's up there. No doubt. But for whatever reason last year, not quite as effective. And I thought Jamal was probably better. And, but but I think there's bodies there. I think you move any inside on the D line. No doubt. I think Tucker Robinson's really good. No you doubt. Give Will McDonald fifty snaps a game, look out. I think the D-line will be fine. Kid Zach Peterson is freak. great. And I think they've got uh, McDonald. The, the Blake Peterson kid who sat out last really year. Good. He's going to be really good. But the offensive line is still my biggest concern because what held Iowa State back again last year was the consistency at that position. And now you lose Julian Good-Jones, who turned into have a really solid career at Iowa State. Nice career. You, yep. You you lost Bryce Meeker, who was okay. Um and you lose a potential pro, we'll see in April, in Kniffle. And I just and, and then Colin Olson came on and, and played capably. Oh, yeah. So so how do you how do you replace that with the position that's really been Iowa State's 
one thing that has held them back over the last two years. And I think that's, that's what needs to be rectified first before I say, okay, now we're suddenly 10, 11 win conversation. I am relying strictly on sources. Well, I like, and then you would have them. And I, I'm encouraged by some of the youth that they've recruited. I, like, but I need to see it, right? I like the fact that, you know, Newell comes back basically after a red shirt year, but you know, he got hurt, like all that. He did. But there, yeah. there's guys there like, um, I'm just trying to think of some of these guys. Ramos is, you know. Ramos is there. Entering his third year yep. now. Big, they're high on the, the Blake Trinan kid. Hudson, South Dakota. Hudson's a fourth year kid. Um, yeah, the the kid that you just mentioned. I mean, there's just there's there are guys. There are dudes and they like you're not looking at a deal here where you're gonna have to throw a guy out there in his first year. Yeah. Like they, they did with Downing. Right. You know? Like you're you're not gonna be in that type of a situation. And, and from all accounts, Downing graded out as the Best offensive lineman a year ago. Correct. Is that correct? I think that's pretty clear. Yeah, him and Kniffle are both really right there. Yeah. But I, I think that Downing was probably the number one guy. So I get this is this is the encouraging thing. It's like, but Kniffle's probably taking on tougher. Yeah, some of the so bigger, it's hard to just you know whatever it doesn't matter. But it's always that old adage, right? Like, okay, you lose some of those guys, but those guys weren't necessarily great to begin with. And so maybe it'd be better to have new blood in there. And if the offensive line can hold up, Chris, I was going over the roster today. I, I just think position wise, Iowa state is as good a shape as they've ever been. This, um, this is a better, this is a better roster than last year's. Compl- it is. It just flat out. It is. Now we've seen though, last year was a better roster than the year before. Correct. And didn't win as many games. And okay. why is that? We can get into some of those specifics, but in football, it's I think talent is the number one thing. But then when you throw the luck factor in, this this part struck me today. In 2017, Iowa State was top 30 in the nation in turnover margin. In 18 and 19, they were in the 70s and the 80s, which is great sign for this year, honestly. Yes. Because Iowa State was negative in turnover margin, meaning they had more turnovers than they forced the last two years, yet still won eight and seven games. You flip that around, and suddenly you're on the other end. And I'm a big believer, and we are, we're we both on the same page. Uh, turnovers are largely random. Yeah, do you know how pissed Matt would be? <laughs> yeah, I know Matt, he would be. Matt probably will listen to this, because what the hell else is he doing right now? <laughs> He'll be so mad to hear us. But I, I, I'll, I'll, I'll fight with him until the day yeah, I die, I, because coaches are bred to be like, oh. We can, ca- we can yeah. fix this. But it, and they're wrong. Like they, they are wrong. It, it is totally. It's not totally random, but a lot of randomness goes Specifically forcing it. turnovers, in my opinion. Like the Iowa State forced like six fumbles is all last year. I mean, that's sometimes it's just dumb luck whether the ball bounces your way. Point being, for two years in a row, I would say it's been negative in turnovers. Luck would say they would go the other way next year, which means you're going to be positive. And the number one indicator for success in college football is turnover margin. And I would say it's been negative the last two years. It's actually a good thing that they've been negative. That should turn around, which means you could be looking even better in 2020. Kid to keep an eye on. Some good inside info. Corey Settle. I've heard good things. Six foot four, 258 pounds. Jefferson City, Missouri, the capital of the show me state. Defensive end. Daddy likes him another, a lot. Another multifaceted fella. I've heard good things. Uh, another guy, uh, Ashim Young, 
510. Safety. 200 pounds. Yeah. Safety out of Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. They wanted to use him last year. Oh, yeah. He's going to play. Keep an eye on those two fellas when fall camp comes around. This is the and this is the bad part about right now. Yeah, we don't know. Is we're not getting a spring to evaluate these guys. Another reason why, Brent Bloom, I'm bullish on Iowa State right now. Let's hmm. look at the 10 years of Big 12 coaches. Okay. I'll be damned. Matt Campbell's right up there nice. with a fellow named Lincoln Riley. Right? And yeah. Mike Gundy. And other than that, and, they're the... Yeah, Patterson. Yeah, and Patterson. So but these four. are the most tenured coaches. He's among the most tenured coaches in the Big 12 right now. I think that plays a factor. It does. If you look because, at the next year. So this is... You're right. I'm guessing, optimistically, players won't be back on campus until June. Across the board. So that goes to the entire Big 12. I I haven't looked into every single academic institution. The, I think that these leagues are going to dictate when everybody goes back. Just to make it a fair playing field. I, yeah, I don't Which, think that it's going to be like, like, oh, that. TCU, you can go start working out now. I like that. But so you're looking at June, right? So spring is gone. So what, what programs have a, pardon the phrase, but a culture in place. Where the process is followed. Right, where they, they do it on their own, did you that's see, what's important. Did you see Campbell's answer to me in what are I you did. doing during the coronavirus quarantine? I did. He's teaching the process to, to his, his children kids. in yeah. the driveway. Will my, will my two-year-old listen to that? <laughs> I didn't work on that. My, your point is well taken, Brent Bloom, and I think that you know what does Campbell always talk about? Player-driven leadership. Yep. You think Brock Purdy's not? Right. On. I mean, I hope that they're not cheating on the social distancing, but I, I bet the fellows are throwing some footballs around. Well, and, and who knows if he's know. on campus or not. Yeah, but like you telling me that they're just sitting around playing. I mean, NCAA football doesn't even exist yeah, well, anymore. Yeah. But you've got guys that, like a Brock. It's a much older team. Very much so. And this is what is going to help Iowa State is they know, they know what they need to get done and they need to do it, whereas opposed to... Two years ago, you had a bunch of young new new guys in that system. Maybe they don't know how to act when they got on campus, and they needed that structure where I think Iowa State would be in a much better position now than they were then to handle something like this. And the more mature teams will have an advantage in the fall because they won't waste, quote-unquote, these, these next three months. Yeah, I think it's a good point. I think that every program is going to have different. Um, I, the one thing that sucks for Iowa State is they have their new strength coach. True. You usually make your biggest gains during the winter months. Yep. You're going to miss out on a lot of that right now. That's a that's a bummer. Yep, but you had two months at least for him to, yep, to, to indoctrinate himself there. Yeah. But I, and and it just it's comforting to know Purdy on the one side is there because that guy that that guy is as good of leader as I've seen in Iowa State uniform, you know, he's right there with like a Marcel Spears is really good. I mean, Iowa State's had a lot of them over the last yeah. couple of years, but Purdy's going to get him going. He's basically Tim Tebow. He, I mean, <laughs> he's, there's a lot of similarities there. I mean, he's basically Tim Tebow. People follow his lead. Um, but yeah, I, you know, we're not going to get the whole point of this podcast. This series is not to go like position by sure. position, anything like that. It's more of like a state of the program at the point of this recording. I thought that there was a um, a massive overreaction within the fan base after that Notre Dame game. Do you, know, do you know what it was, though? It was that coupled with the K-State game. The K-State game was way worse than the Notre Dame game. I uh, seen, Seeing that in person, I would agree. Which, 
it's, it's, it's concerning to a level because you know, I mean, Cake State out physical to Iowa State, no question. Okay, they had... Brock they, Purdy had one arm. He he did, which maybe not widely known. But no, was, Matt talked was, about he it. Was after, yeah, okay. I mean, yeah, Matt he, talked about it after he, the Notre Dame game. Couldn't really run. Yeah, like he... They were so dinged up in that game. I just... And it was so windy, you couldn't throw. Listen, like it was, it was, it was I wild. Yeah, I just like I've I've watched all the games again since the end of the season. I like to do this, and then I take notes on them. And I, and frankly, Brent, I think that they were fortunate to be seven and five. Yeah, well, I mean, they you know escaped you and I, escaped Texas. Texas. Like they could have really easily been yeah. five and seven, and even Kansas. Yeah, got a little. St- Absolutely. Yeah. So my my point, and then you know, you look at Baylor, you look at Iowa. A couple yeah, games that could have gone, gone another way too. Yeah, Oklahoma, Oklahoma's a game that could have gone another way. They uh, a couple of balls bounce different ways, and you're five and seven. So I don't know. I just I seen enough of this now. Like I always go back to Gary Pinkle and building that Missouri program, and like the steps that it took along the way. These things rarely go from being a program like Iowa State was to ten and two in three years. Yeah. You know, it just is it's super rare. It's usually a slow climb, and then you gotta keep that coach. I think they're gonna keep the coach for a while. Yeah. I really believe that. Yep. Okay. So like what has to happen now to take that extra step? Middle of the roster, returning quarterback. Got to get better in the trenches, as we've already addressed. You got to have some things go your way. I do think some adjustments need to be made defensively. Mm-hmm. I think that that's a very real thing that this three-three stack caught up to Iowa State. I trust John Haycock to move some I things guess. around. They got to figure out what was going on in third and long last year. I mean, that wasn't a coincidence did at not, the end of the year. Did not get nearly as much pressure as they had the previous two years. And why? And they right. got to figure that out and find some ways to disguise it. But strictly roster and schedule driven, I really am more bullish on this team than I was a year ago. Let me ask you this. You followed Iowa State for you know, recruiting roster talent for nearly 20 years now. In my opinion, one through seventy, I would say is it as talented as it has ever been right now. Agree? Totally agree. I mean, I think back like the most talented team I had seen since Matt got here was Mac two thousand five. Right, and they were limited after the start. I mean, because even like two thousand two, like, but but no, I, you're right. I, I think two thousand five may have been a more talented team. Top to bottom than 2002. Oh, and 2000. Yeah, agreed. You know what I mean? Yeah. What about what about match team two years ago with David but, and, and Akeem? Yeah, I mean, you had better top end talent right. that year, but it didn't go nearly as deep. I, I mean, it dropped off at about number 50, and it dropped off bad. Yeah. Now, I mean, you're you're two three deep in most of these spots, right. and that's where I that's where it gives me some they're older. confidence. They're just older, right? They I were mean, really young back then. You want to talk about basketball? Like people want to get talent. You got to get older and tougher, man. Like yeah. I, if you can play in the Big Twelve, like what you got to be older and tougher. They were not tough. That's the nice thing is this year you're not looking other than maybe at defensive tackle with the Bankston kid, okay, and the JUCO receiver uh, Hutchinson, which should be an impact guy. Yeah, but you're not needing those immediate guys at all. The long snapper. I mean, do you remember Isaiah Lee coming in yeah, against West Virginia two played years well. ago? Played well. Yeah. 
He didn't. He didn't even realize that Lima wasn't out there. Right. This he barely played last year, yep. and now he's going to come out here and get a shot. Like he'll be fine. He'll, I think yep. he'll be really good. Yep. You, and then you they really Tucker Robertson. Yeah, they really like the uh, the kid they signed from Chicago, the Singleton kid, who's a defensive tackle. Okay, will probably play as a true freshman. I would guess. I mean, you're talking guys like I'm just listing off some guys who like Jake Hummel. Yeah, like just, just depth guys who how about know Ta- what to pl- know how to play. Tavon Kyle coming in to be a really really good corner last yeah, year. Yeah, so Tavon you've got, Kyle. You got a couple lockdown corner. I mean, just everywhere. There's 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 people. I mean, you're looking at a guy in like Arnold Azuna who is going to be probably like a second or third string probably, in the secondary. Yeah. Who yeah. maybe a nickel who started before. Mm-hmm. You know, like that's my whole point. I just. I think that their ball security will be a lot better. I think that a lot of Brock's mistakes last year were injury-driven. I think that he started to get a little bit of the Brett Meyer syndrome at the end of the year where he knew, like, his gut told him to run and scramble like he was used, and he couldn't do it, and then he made bad decisions because of it. But here's the thing. He still finished with nearly 4,000 yards passing and fifth in the nation in total offense. No doubt. School records everywhere. We talk about turnovers. Yeah. um, And when it comes to alleviating that, like, I'm I'm a Brock Purdy guy. I'm in his camp 110% because of the reasons that you mentioned. And I just like – I like Iowa State's hierarchy in the Big 12. I'm very confident with this. I love Matt Rule leaving. Yep. That's a fantastic – they're going to be one of the worst teams in the league this year. I hope so. I am – I think Kansas State is – Right now, oof, sorry, Dirks. Uh, I think Kansas State right now is a notch below Iowa State in the pecking order. They lost some people. Yeah, they're a notch below there. Um, I think that the the West Virginia guys still got a ways to go. Yep. I think Same in Tech. Tech's got a ways to go. I'm really, really, really interested to see if Patterson can bounce back at TCU. Gundy returns Chuba. Yeah, Gundy's really good. Yep. You know, like you know what they're going to be. Mm-hmm. You know what you're going to get from TCU and Oklahoma State, pretty much. Pretty solid. Um, you, Herman's a wild card. That Texas team's always a wild card. It seems like they're always overrated, but I also like they have so much talent. The second you start to sleep on them, they could jump up and bite you. Yep. Um, but you, you see what I'm saying with the hierarchy, though. Like you, you've got Lincoln Riley, and after that, like. You take Gundy and Patterson because of their tenures. I wouldn't take Tom Herman over Matt Campbell in a heartbeat, no, right? No. Like, you see what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, you're, you've got one of the guys. You've well, got the um, Scott Drew of Big 12 football coaches right now. Guy who's not like an A-lister, but he's damn close. You have that at Iowa State in football. Plus, you have a... Probably a first-team All Big Twelve quarterback yes. next year in Purdy. You got an elite point guard, and you've got Brees Hall coming back. And I mean, it's and, oh yeah, and, and. forgot about that guy. Yeah, so we haven't talked about him. Tariq Milton, that's my guy. He's another. I mean, and you, just, you probably had the three best tight ends in the Big Twelve coming plus, back. Right. So this is what's great is like you forget these guys are only sophomores, juniors. I mean, Last it, year they were freshmen, it, sophomores. It, it's just you see my you point. Just you build and you build and you build, and I think. That's the exciting part is the end of last year was a disappointment. No doubt. But state of Iowa State football has never been better than at this point. You can look at like 76 to 78. Iowa State won 8-8-8, I think, 8-8-9, somewhere in that vicinity. Not winning eight last year was a disappointment. 
but yet the trajectory doesn't change for the program. So the state of Iowa State football, still, still as good as it has ever been. I don't know how you can go anywhere else but an A right now. I would agree with you. I can't wait for, I mean, I, I hope we figure this stuff out and there's football. I'm not at the point where I'm, I'm, you know, the Olympics is being tossed around of, as being postponed till next year. Yeah, Dick Pound <laughs> came out today. He laid down the hammer. Um, yeah, but he, I hope college football, because I think Iowa State's in, it's, it's, it would be unfortunate. And then the other part that's it's coming to my mind is how do you, how do you then get 61,500 people in the same place after all this stuff is done? I hope we figure this stuff out because I think from a, from an Iowa State standpoint, they've never been in a better better position. Entry. Wouldn't that be the most Iowa State thing ever? You've seen you've seen it, right? Top fifteen, some places. Yeah, but like, seriously, can we take a step back oh. though? I was, how long has Iowa State been playing football? <laughs> Since uh, eighteen ninety two. Wouldn't it make the most like be the most Iowa State story ever that we've got like our best team coming up, and you got a real shot to be like top fifteen, top ten. And the season gets canceled because of a man worldwide pandemic. Man. Nope. Just go ahead and castrate me right now. Oh, figure the stuff out. Smart people. Oh, but, I mean, there's I, it's it's a consideration, right? Like, how do you how do you put sixty one thousand five hundred people in the stadium? I think they will. I think they will too. I hope to figure it out. I think they will. I mean, for the good of Matt Campbell. You know what though? Like at the end of the day, and this is how we'll we'll leave you guys. On a, on a real positive here, and I, and, I, and I mean that. When you put, like, as many smart humans working for the same goal, yeah. which is literally to, like, save humanity. Is that too far? No, I mean, everyone's, you, everyone needs this to be fixed. Yes. There's not, no, no place of life that this ha- doesn't impact. So, like, Sports included. they're going to expedite whatever You're right. and figure it out. I'm just ready for some football. And who's the first game? <sighs> um, South Dakota. Okay. Yeah, it's South Dakota. Uh, the return of Zeb Nolan. He's at he's at North Dakota State. Oh yeah. Wait a second. We've got a guy. Um, what's his name? He was the first guy who signed under Campbell. First guy who signed. He's the first guy who committed. He committed like the day Campbell got the job. Because I remember. Oh. Mm. He was from Eastern Iowa. From Waterloo. Yeah. Um, Dad was the coach at Waterloo East. Hold on. I'm pulling it up here. See, this is when you when you get... Moore? No. What was his last name? Um, Quarterback. Yeah, Devin Moore. Moore. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Devin Moore. Yeah, he's... he's uh, he, The Devin Moore-led Yotes from South Dakota coming to town on... The 5th of September. Keep your ESPN Plus packages. Is that a hint? Yeah. That's... One game. Maybe two. No, I bet it'll be more than one. Yeah, probably. Based off of the shenanigans that they pulled during the basketball season. That's so funny how they did that. I'm sorry, and I know it pisses off half the audience. (laughs) But, like, they're all so mad, like, why would you put Iowa State in Kansas? Exactly why. Why they? Because you're complaining. Yeah, but no. So there will be at least a football game. If they put if they put TCU and Oklahoma State on there, nobody cares. Correct. Like nobody's complaining. 
nobody's subscribing. Gotta get those subs. If you put Iowa State and Kansas on there, everybody's pissed and everybody's subscribing. Might as well get it. Maybe get a discount. It's the right same now. reason, and I get so mad when people... Like, I know... Oh, listen, I know NASCAR isn't what it once was. Never once tried to say that it is. But people always point at, like, oh, their television ratings compared to the Earnhardt era. Well, yeah, well, all those races were on ABC right. and Fox and ESPN. Like, now they got them buried on, like, NBC Sports Network and Fox Sports 1. It's not an apples-to-apples type thing. And I feel for the folks that can't get online video but there will be a football game on espn plus luckily for them though 5g is going to change all that it will you should be able to like get if you're in rural iowa you should be able to get 5g eventually and this should alleviate your problem is what a good, I'm good year to watch this year I, so we're not going to we're not going to put a win total now but it, if you're so vegas totals will come out in june yeah. right yeah what are you putting it at uh, it'll be at seven and a half and you take the over Okay, see, I would say eight, eight. You think eight? Eight even. Okay. Well, we're close. Yeah. Still, I just thought, yeah. like, that they would probably put it lower because it's Iowa State. And I think the Notre Dame game has some people sour on it, but I, I would, with they're, Brock's health. They're not with, going eight and a half. No, it won't get that. And high. will they put it on an even number? Fair. That's why I went seven and a half. I, I think, though, eight should be the minimum this year. I would agree. I would agree. Good, so, good, good. I, I, yeah, like I said, A. A right now, state of the football. I mean, I. you're still at Iowa State, but I've never been, like the word you used, you know, to borrow from the stock market, I've never been as bullish as I am right now for the trajectory, yeah, the trajectory of this program. Buy low, everybody. That's right. Everybody's crapping on the clones right now. This is when you need to go all in. Put your chips all in on the market right now. Not the physical stock market. I'm talking right, about just Iowa, the State. Iowa State market. Uh, what? Are, so, what have you been doing, real quick, to catch everybody up during the quarantine? You get you guys, the boys, got, the yeah, boys behaving, a, or uh, kind of. <laughs> two year old, the uh, two year old's birthday is on Sunday. He turns two, so that's been interesting. And yeah, then, we, we we still have a party here. Uh no, we're gonna do a Google Hangout or a a Zoom meeting. Can I get in family. on that? Yeah, I'll, let's call you. Okay. Um, Twenty dollar donation required. And then, whoa, uh, whoa, whoa! But wife and I are both at home. We're working. We're trying to do our best, and I'm trying to keep I'm, in touch with those loyal Iowa State alumni that uh, still have interest in investing in Iowa State. And it's been a, it's been an interesting perspective. It'll all come back. I mean, nobody knows anything for sure, like what's going on. But again, like I just, this is how I rest at night, man. Like you just like human you beings. Trust the smart people. Yeah, you have to, and. There's a lot, like, we've been through bad stuff before. Now, the, granted, this is completely different. But, I mean, is I worry more about the people than I do the leaders. Yeah. Like, I mean, get off the beach, you morons. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. Like, and why right. didn't the leaders shut down that I, beach? You know, know. like, and I, that's my biggest deal. It's like if, if we would get into, like, a... My real, concern... Real lockdown, like, that people are just going to do it anyways. Right. My concern is the selfishness of people that will negate the majority yes from having this go longer we talked about football and it's legit i hope it's not the case no, but, you, it, but if we if we continue on this path of some people are like oh, i'm above this then it'll just keep going and either we're going to have to make a call of well 
we can't stop it, so let's just let it go, which is, I don't think, the right move. Or you keep extending this piece by piece, and it ends up going 9, 12, 15 months, and I don't think that's great either. So I, I'm glad there's smart people involved in this. It is nice to get out of the house, though, and I encourage people, like, yeah. the Zoom meeting stuff works pretty well. Call somebody. Yeah, we you know, did just that stay Saturday it was, that, was that was nice. I mean, it was just, like, yeah. good to talk to somebody else. Not that... I don't love being around my family, but it's just weird when you can't connect with people like you're used to on a daily basis. So it's good to just get even I've taken up running not very well, but at least getting outside to do something different uh, has been helpful. So whatever you can to just try and compartmentalize all this stuff. It's not easy. That's good advice. Or do what Eric F does. That guy is a legend. Just make sure you make enough meat and have and enough alcohol and have enough alcohol. And you're going to be fine. And thank you for the bourbon. Hit the spot tonight. The Knob Creek was the selection yeah. tonight. Uh, maybe later on this week, we'll be doing the state of the Cyclone basketball program. I'm for it. And we'll have to switch up our bourbon selection. We want to thank our friends at A-plus Lawn and Landscape. The Sharp and Lube program, they'll come right to your house and sharpen your blades and lube up your mower. Is that not the best deal? You're going to give me that card. I'm going to give... Brent Bloom, that card. Thank you for listening. Please rate, subscribe, and review the Psycho and Fanatic podcast. Toodles. I can say this one more time. Hashtag be well.